Sandra said, my kind of town, Chicago. Look at that great shot of the city skyline and Soldier Field, the site of tomorrow's Badgers-Notre Dame game here in the Windy City, which is certainly living up to that billing today as we are just off the lake, getting you set for another edition of College Football Live. Welcome to College Football Live, presented by Buffalo Wild Wings. It is the Friday edition of College Football Live. Look at this backdrop we have here, gentlemen, with Desmond Howard and David Pollock. I am Jen Latta. Today on the show, we'll tell you why one offensive lineman says that he eats criticism for breakfast. Questionable, mm. But before we get to that, let's start with this. It is time for our Goodyear More Driven Player, and that is Notre Dame quarterback Jack Cohn. As you know by now, Cohn in his first year with the Irish after spending three years in Madison. He said earlier this week it will be weird to face his former team. Here's what everyone else had to say about tomorrow's reunion game. Get the squad together. No matter what happens, we a squad forever. You definitely got some type of chip on your shoulder going against a former team. He's a great quarterback and always has been. He's got a ton of respect for all the players there and Wisconsin. The moment doesn't get too big for him. We run the ball very well. Touchdown, Wisconsin, there it is. That's our bread and butter, so I mean, a team's going to have to try to stop that. That's who they are, it's their DNA, and they say, here it is, come and stop us. Physical football, that's gotta be our brand, that always has been our brand. It's time to rise. Get up, get up, come on Touchdown, Notre Dame! NFL field, gonna be loud. The energy will be really excited, and I think both teams are gonna come in ready to compete. These are the type of games you wanna play in, more so these are the type of games that you wanna win. It's gonna be one of those games that you won't ever forget. Come Jack Cohn has been a winner everywhere he's been, and now he'll try to get a win against his former program. He won 12 of his 18 starts as a Badger during the 2018-2019 seasons before a foot injury sidelined him a year ago. But he is off to a pretty solid start in South Bend, guys, firing eight touchdown passes in the Irish's three wins. Now, he was not made available this week ahead of the matchup against the Badgers, but he will sit down with our guy Kirk Herbstreet on college game day tomorrow morning. Cannot wait for that. Des, I'm going to start with you on this one. What do you think Jack Cohn's mindset should be going into a game where he's facing his former team? Well, I think his mindset is going to be, I want to prove to these guys they made a mistake. I mean, we're athletes. We understand when someone gives up on you, you want to prove to them that they were wrong. That's why he's in South Bend and Notre Dame, because they gave up on him for, for Merce. But now this guy's playing at a really decent level. I want to say a high level. He's playing good football, but he's going to have to play great football against his former team tomorrow if the Fighting Irish is going to win this game. And I think he's going to go in there with that type of mindset. Let me show him that they were wrong. And it's not necessarily the players, right? Like, I, I think he's – the locker room loved Jack Cohn. Like, it was, 100%. it was a big deal about how yeah. that split worked and how it went. But the coaches, well, you done lost your mind. You know good and well, Des. I, yeah. You want to you wanna make a statement, not only with your play. You might want to say something afterwards, too. You, wanna, you definitely want to be a winner. This offense, obviously, he's got way more weapons on the outside. The offensive line's been banged up. Here's the thing. He's not just going to be along for the ride. He's going to have to make this happen. He's going to have to will it to happen. He's seen that defense time and time again in practice. So he gets an opportunity to say, hey, coaches, I know 
I, you didn't think as much about me as you do with the other guy, yeah. but I'm going to show you why you were wrong. That offensive line, a very good note. These are two programs that historically have had very good offensive lines, yep. send a lot of guys to play on Sundays, but you exactly. mentioned Notre Dame's banged up this year, so Cone will have to do some stuff on his own. Wisconsin is the favorite in this game, if you guys saw the line, but they have a quarterback in Graham Mertz who has yet to throw a touchdown in the first two games of the season. Where do they have the biggest edge in this game, David? Far cry from a year ago when he came out and set the world on fire, but the offensive line, th listen, yeah. every – Every quote, soundbite we get from Wisconsin is one thing. What does it say? Physical. It's physical. It's physical. It's Paul Chris. It's who they are. It's what they are. They're going to turn around, hand the ball to the running back time and time again, and they're going to say, can you hold up with me for 60 minutes in a football game? So they know who they are as well as anybody in the country, and it starts with the big boys up front. Along the same line as being physical, how about the defense? I really do like the Badgers' defense. Now, you've got a, short, a really small sample size because they only played two games. But they're number one in the conference, only yielding 194 points. I mean, yards a game. And then against the run, they're only yielding 33 yards per game in a whopping, incredible, less than two yards per carry. So defensively, I love what they bring to this game. And don't forget now, they're getting their linebacker back too. Leo Chanel, he was the number two uh, linebacker a year ago in tackles. He brings an edge. I can't wait to see the, the, the Badgers' defense. Remember, Jim Leonard, the defensive coordinator for the Badgers, was being wooed by the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. He turned him down because he wanted to stay in Madison, and you mentioned how good they've been. This defense has only given up 23 points in wow. the first two games, so that's good for 11th in the country. Yep. Meanwhile, down in Arlington, Texas, it's our other ranked versus ranked matchup where number 7 Texas A&M squares off against number 16 Arkansas. The Aggies have won the last nine in this rivalry, but the Hogs are off to their first 3-0 start since 2016. We know that Arkansas can win a big game at home like it did against the Longhorns, but we'll learn a lot more about what the Hogs can do after their next three games, guys, and this is brutal. They will take on Sam Pittman's previous team in Georgia and follow that up with Lane Kiffin and Old Miss in two weeks. So no biggie. Tough, yeah, Three no. top 13 teams. <laughs> so a tough road ahead for the Arkansas Razorbacks. It starts tomorrow against A&M. If they're going to pull off the upset, Des, yeah. what do they have to do? Arkansas must pressure the quarterback. I mean, that's how they upset Texas. I mean, they what they did first is they stopped the run because Texas had a great running back in B. John Robinson, and then they just pressured Hudson Card for four quarters. You want to do the same thing with Zach Calzada. Make sure this guy has to stay in the pocket and try to win the game with his arm. Make him execute 12, 14-yard plays that going down the field if he can. So I think the, the, the call for Arkansas's defense is to make sure you pressure the quarterback for four quarters. Yeah, and if I'm Arkansas, I'm watching the Colorado tape of A&M, and I'm watching all these scary dudes up front, and I'm they're, they're good, and they're yeah. deep. Um, but the quarterback run game, it's who I am. It's what I am. K.J. Jefferson is a big, strong sucker. I mean, 6'3", yeah. 240 pounds, but really, really athletic. This will determine whether Arkansas wins the game. They're not a they're not a spread air raid team that's going to throw the ball all over the yard, but they are going to run the football, and it's going to be with their quarterback, and it's going to be a lot. It's going to be on third and short, fourth and short in those situations. So the key to the game is K.J. Jefferson and his running ability. Can they get that going against an elite defensive front that A&M is? And you know that Sam Pittman is going to have an offensive line rolling, a historic yes, offensive sir. line. Yes, sir. I was out there at Arkansas this week, and Grant Morgan, one of the defensive players, said to me, we're not trying to knock them off we're trying to play our best football mm. and if we do that we can knock them off yeah interesting exactly. philosophy it's good there. brainwashing yeah. brainwashing. <laughs> well, it's like, good brainwashing. what he's saying is we're not worried about them we're only worried we about us. ourselves exactly which is a great mindset to have headed into a big game like that yep. now it's time for a look at the all-state afca good works team 
It recognizes athletes for their charitable work off the gridiron, guys. Among those included is Clemson running back Darian Wrencher, who won the Disney Spirit Award a year ago as college football's most inspirational figure. To see all 22 players on the Good Works team, just go to ESPN.com slash Allstate. Still to come on College Football Live, trouble with the Tigers? Clemson looked sluggish on offense last week against Georgia Tech. How can they turn it around against NC State? Plus, Michigan is hot early on off to a 3-0 start. They'll face fellow unbeaten Rutgers tomorrow in Ann Arbor. We'll break down what's been clicking for the Wolverines as College Football Live rolls on. College Football Live is presented by Buffalo Wild Wings. Welcome back to College Football Live, presented by Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, college game day from Soldier Field. David, Dez, and me, Jen, will be there tomorrow. Number nine Clemson on the road tomorrow facing NC State. Last week, DJ Ui Ungalale and the Tigers offense looking sluggish. They only put up 14 points on Georgia Tech. How can they turn it around? Got one on one to the sideline, and Uyangalale sails it up over the head of EJ Williams. Uyangalale a little bit out in front of Joseph Ngata, and Clemson to the list of teams right now that are struggling in an unexpected way. I think everyone's got this preconceived notion that it's just the offense is falling apart, that Coach Elliott needs to go, and DJ isn't this and isn't that, and those things are wrong. When you got young players that are very inexperienced, next thing you know, if you're not sure, then what goes out the window is your fundamentals, your technique. That's the part that's hurting us right now. It's a reality to be a little bit concerned by the performance of this offense. The offensive lineman eat criticism for breakfast. I'm not really worried about the criticism. We're winning, yes, but we're cutting it close. There's a standard that has been set and needs to be met. Uh. I don't know if criticism is the best breakfast. Doesn't seem like there's a lot of uh, protein there for you. <laughs> but it's more if like you an all-you-can-eat buffet it, right now yeah. for Clemson. <laughs> if you think it's been a while since the Tigers' offense has started this slowly, you would be absolutely correct. Their 22 points per game are the fewest over its first three games of a season since 2003. That was Dabo Sweeney's first year at Clemson, and he was the wide receivers coach back then, guys. So still hadn't stepped into the head coaching role. That would come five years later. When you look at their offense, what are the biggest issues you're seeing, David? Oof. No, um, that guy was the left guard. He's a left guard? He's a left guard. He's not the center. Go ahead. Not good. Um, <laughs> when, when, when I look at Clemson, there's, there's a lot of things to be concerned with. One, the offensive line. We've seen them struggle. Now, let's listen. DJ's not ready to do yet, yeah. so the supporting cast needs to be better around him, and it's not yet. A lot of blame to go around, but Plenty. it starts up front, and like you said, we thought it was baptism by fire when they played the Georgia Bulldogs, but then we saw the same issues when they played the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. I just think that overall, these guys are going to have to get on the same page. Uh, you look at DJ right there, dropping the snap, throwing balls over receivers' heads. 
It's just like it's a whole group effort where people aren't in sync. And I think that, you know, they've had so much success for so long that guys aren't focused like they used to. I think they felt as they were, they were coming to the season, just pick up where they left off as far as being a successful offense. But that's not how it works. You have to put in that, that, that work. You have to concentrate and focus each week. And that's what we saw last week against Georgia Tech because they should never play like that offensively against Georgia Tech. I get a little concerned for DJ Uwe Ungalale from a confidence standpoint because when you step in and you have all those expectations on your shoulders and things aren't going well early yep. on in your career, yep. you hope that a guy still is confident in what he can bring to Good the point. table. Good He's point. talented, they I'll tell you that. certainly is. They have the easiest remaining schedule yeah. in the ACC, though, so hopefully that will well, help. Well, Georgia Tech out. wasn't any good last week either, so. <laughs> ACC's been easy Let for me them say this. for years. On paper, on <laughs> paper, <laughs> feels like that's the excuse that uh, helps us out there, doesn't it? This yeah. week's top performance presented by Invesco QQQ is Michigan running Q -Q -Q. back Blake Corum. Last week against Northern Illinois, Corum rushed for 125 yards and three touchdowns. He's rushed for over 100 yards, guys, in all three games, and he's tied for second in the nation with seven rushing scores. Big Blue hosting Rutgers tomorrow. So let's talk about that, that Michigan fast. squad for a while. Yeah, yeah, he got some wheels. Des, beyond his speed that you're seeing right here, your confidence level that Corum and Michigan can keep things rolling yeah, yeah. and that they can be a player in the Big Ten as the season goes on. Well, I judge Michigan like I do all college football teams. You have to judge them against their opponent. And they have yet to play an opponent that I really respect and I can say, oh, okay, this group is back. Now, with that being said, I give them credit for what they've done on the field, which is to beat teams the way you should beat teams. If you're going to play a team that's not as good as you are, then the score, the final score should show it. And that means they've done that. They've handled their business. That's a big loss right there. Ronnie Bell, he was like their superstar, not only wide receiver, but punt returner. He was knocked out in the first game. They lost him for the season. They're still going to have to try to find a deep threat, a vertical threat. But give them credit for doing what they're supposed to do so far. You said knocked out. That's what that offensive line has been doing to people. Oh, which, yeah, which yeah, is, which is, <laughs> yeah. Which is good to see. If you're right. Michigan, you got to be excited about that. The Big Ten's more open than we've seen it. I 100%. mean, look at the Penn State. Look at yeah. Iowa. Like, Ohio State definitely looks like it's human. So, I – if I'm if I'm uh, Michigan, I'm feeling really good. You know, Harbaugh has had a rough couple seasons, and people have been talking, talking, talking. Now it's very quiet. Things are going the way I need it to go, yeah. so I can sneak up and maybe at the end of the season do something that I haven't done in a while, which would make Go Blue fans really happy. Well, you mentioned the Big Ten, of course, Wisconsin with an opportunity tomorrow to make a statement on the college football scene. We'll see if they can answer that call. Plenty of other intriguing matchups taking place tomorrow as well. Let's go rapid fi fire through some of those. David, let's start with you. Tennessee and Florida. Man, how were you not impressed with, with Florida last week? Got down big, but Davis carrying the ball. Emory Jones carrying the ball. They didn't have Richardson, but it wasn't a big deal. And I, uh, offense just looks like they're going to be able to run the football no matter who they play every week. So... Good luck, Tennessee. It's not <laughs> going to go right. well. Finding your way, finding your offense. Yeah. You know, looking for number five to have a pretty good day, number 20 to have a good day, and oh, yeah. whoever else touches it. I agree with you. How about Kansas State, Oklahoma State? Now, Emo. guys, you know, normally the Cowboys are one of those teams that average like 48 points a game, like 500 yards through the air. They have balance this year. It's really crazy to see. I mean, they're averaging 187 yards through the air per game and 145 rushing. Is this really a Mike Gundy offense? But that recipe has been successful so far. Really curious to see how they're going to pan out against Kansas State tomorrow. Both teams undefeated. That'll be yes, fun sir. to watch. UCLA 
So we got we got a big talk about UCLA and how good they were going to be this year from one Kirk Herbstreit during the season. But that's true. Little struggle. <laughs> Tanner McKee, I tell you what, he, since he's come in the ball game, that's not what he's good at. You might see a running highlight. Yeah, he's yeah. a thrower. Okay, he can spin the bean all of the yard. The Stanford offense has got back on track. I don't know if the defense is. We're going to figure that out. But we know Stanford can score. You look at UCLA a week ago against Fresno State. They couldn't stop them, especially when it mattered most. West Virginia, Oklahoma. How about this matchup? I'm really, really excited about this one. That's because that team right there, the Mountaineers, they're coming into this game with a lot of confidence. You see that right there? Their defense has been able to rise to the occasion rise when they up. needed them the most. So let's see what they're going to do tomorrow against Spencer Rattler and Oklahoma Sooners, who's coming off of another dismal performance against Nebraska. Yeah, Virginia, West Virginia versus Oklahoma. This might be the game of the weekend. If I'm reading that graphic right, that is a heck of a line in that game, and you can catch West Virginia and Oklahoma tomorrow on Saturday Night Football, 7.30 Eastern on ABC, and, of course, on the ESPN app. Up next, we'll take a look at some intriguing games tonight in college football, including one matchup that includes possibly, maybe, could he be the best quarterback in the ACC? Hmm. College Football Live is presented by Buffalo Wild Wings. Are all those yours, Coach? I go through a lot during the season. <laughs> I get pretty fired up. How bad do you want me to come to LSU? That bad. Wow. Are those pre-cut like Hulk Hogan's, or do you actually rip a real shirt like the Incredible Hulk? What I'm trying to decide is, which Hulk are you? All natural, baby. This ain't Tennessee. Uh, How'd you do that? Just give it a shot, son. It's all in the wrist. Let's go to the waiver. I am digging that Letterman jacket there on Eli. Episode four of Eli's Places, live on ESPN Plus today. In that episode, as you saw, both Eli and Peyton visit Coach Ed Ogeron at LSU. We've got four games on tap tonight against across the FBS ranks. Liberty at Syracuse at 8 Eastern on ACC Network. The Flames knocked off the Orange 38-21 just last season. Malik Willis has Liberty off to a 3-0 start. And Wake Forest takes its perfect 3-0 record to Charlottesville for an ACC matchup against Virginia. He might Welcome. be the number one pick in the draft, by the way. Really? He could be that kind of that Malik Willis. He could be oh. that kind of good. He's yeah. That, dude, that boy good. Yeah, yeah. That it's college good. football live, nice. Des, David, and Jen. Do you think that Virginia's Brennan Armstrong is the best quarterback in the ACC? Now, I know we talked about Howell. Yeah. We've talked about King. But he is slowly creeping up there into that conversation. I think I would take him right now. Would you? And, really? and that's blasphemous, <laughs> by the way. Like, by the way, he threw for 3,467 yards last week against North Carolina. <laughs> just big, strong, athletic, yeah. can run the football, has really developed as a passer. His poise has gotten better. Man, he's – for what I would want to do offensively, running yeah, yeah. a guy, having a tough guy, that might take him, man. I tell you what, he's been very impressive, man, so far. And he has a bunch of weapons, too. We got Jelani Woods, this tight end, who's an excellent tight end. Dontavion Wicks, who averages like 25 yards per catch. I mean, all he has to do is just get the ball into the playmaker's hands and let them do what they do. But he has such great command of the offense right now. And he protects the ball, too, which is yeah. very key. You got a guy who's protecting the ball. 
I really like what I see. I guess I would agree with you, Dave. I guess he's the best quarterback in the ACC. Just think about games. saying that before the season. You would never have said Nobody that. Nobody would have said no, that. No. Derek King, Sam Howell. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. Bruh. Come on. DJ Uwe Ungalale. Sure, he was in that conversation, Woo. too. Like, man, please. Uh, we showed it on <laughs> the graphic it. there. It says 11 touchdowns, two interceptions this season, and he yeah. leads FBS in passing yards per game. All right, let's get to another team that has been making some noise even though they have a loss already this season to Oregon do you think Fresno State could be the best group of five team in college football I, I like Fresno State I think they're good it was a last second loss to Oregon so they played well I, I'm not ready to put them as the best group of five team yeah. to me Coastal Carolina is that team they're that dudes but yeah. what they showed you a week ago man that just the kept answering back time and time again he couldn't he, QB couldn't even get off the deck man and he's doing this stuff scrambling around making plays so yeah they're good man yeah, hey, um, Cincinnati is still a group of five team, right? Yeah. Okay, well, there we have it. Okay, I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, you know, I would end the show with that. You know what I mean? Mic drop? Yes. Cincinnati is still a group of five. So, yeah, they're, they're but, in the top congratulations three. Congratulations to Fresno State. Fresno's in the top impressed. three. Yeah, I, I, without a doubt. There you go. Especially the way that they came back against Oregon. Don't forget, they were down big early against Oregon, fought their way back into the game to take the lead, eventually lost, show what type of character they have. So, I like, I like Fresno State a lot. On paper, guys, which, yeah. again, we talked about before, on paper, uh -huh. Fresno State isn't just the best group of five offense. They're third in all of FBS in wow. passing yards with 403 oh, per they, game. Oh, they so can spin the bean around over. the yard now. No doubt about that. On paper. Yeah. And Hainer, Hainer paper. is a Hainer Not in this win, though. Not in this win. No, no, no. Hainer, no, no. Hainer showed some <laughs> yeah. serious toughness last week. But hey, it looked like a movie. Hainer versus Desmond Ritter and Grayson McCall. Right. It's also that's also debatable, just they, like our ACC quarterbacks. They exactly. play UNLV tonight. It's been great hanging out with you guys. Look at the wind, living up to its name Your hair here looks amazing. in the Windy City, doesn't it? <laughs> it's, just, it's just really cooperating with me, much like you guys often do. All right, it's been great hanging out with you guys here on College Football Live. Don't forget College Game Day live from just outside Soldier Field in Chicago tomorrow morning. It comes your way 9 a.m. Eastern. We look forward to chatting with you then. Tons of good stuff in the show. We'll see you again soon.